We are so accustomed to having conveniences like refrigerators that many wouldn't know how to live without one now. But what would happen if we didn't have a refrigerator to keep our food cold? The lessons in this episode can help us during blackouts or if we ever lose our fridge and can't afford to replace it. Hey, this is episode 797 of the Ready Your Future podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you prepare for a better future. I'm Todd Sepulveda, a regular guy living in the suburbs who understands the need to be better prepared for the future. Are you looking to enhance your preparedness knowledge, but find yourself caught in the constraint, hustle, and bustle of life? Look no further. The Top Preparedness Articles is your personalized collection of curated articles delivered directly to your inbox every Saturday in a newsletter format. For just $5 a month, you can stay informed and empowered without missing a beat. And if you're always on the go, you can conveniently save the articles you can't afford to miss to the Pocket app transforming them into your very own on-the-fly preparedness podcast. By subscribing to TPA, you're not only enriching your own readiness, but you're also supporting Ready Your Future. You'll find the link to the top preparedness articles in the show notes. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode. I hope you are starting your week off right. Hey, this episode is entitled, I Lived Without a Fridge for Five Years, and it comes to us from askaprepper.com. And so here's the thing. We might not want to purposely live without a refrigerator. So this person chose not to have a refrigerator for five years. But the lessons I think that are here would really help us if the power goes out or if we are, for instance, planning to live off grid or we're just going camping for an extended time. So I think some of the lessons here are going to be really, really important for those types of things right up Prepper's Alley, right? So we're going to go ahead and jump into this one. Like I said, it's called I Lived Without a Fridge for Five Years. It's coming to us from askaprepper.com. So let's go ahead and jump into this one. Life without a fridge isn't easy, but it can be done. I grew up without running water and electricity, so I'm familiar with the challenges of living without a refrigerator. Today, I'm a grateful fridge owner, but I'll be the first to admit that living without one has some benefits. 30 years ago, I built a house on a few acres of land that I had inherited, I lived there for several years without a fridge, electricity, or other amenities. I learned a lot about living without a fridge, so I'll share some of the successful methods I used. Hopefully, people who are in a similar situation will find these methods helpful. So storing food without a refrigerator looks a lot different than storing food when you have about 25 cubic feet of cold storage space in your kitchen. However, there are several ways to store food without one. When I lived without a fridge, my main method for keeping food cold was an ice chest. I always put the food I wanted coldest, like the milk and fresh meat, right next to the ice. Coolers come with disadvantages beyond space limitations, though. One of the biggest problems I had came from using blocks of ice. A block of ice in a cooler keeps food cold enough for a few days, but you're left with a lot of melted ice water. Draining the ice water out of your cooler helps keep your food dry, but there's a lot of cold in that water, and when you drain it out, you lose it all. Since I didn't have an endless supply of ice, I had to make mine last. I rented freezer space at the local butcher to keep our farm-raised pork, and it was also perfect for freezing jugs of ice. Frozen jugs of water or ice packs are a much neater method than blocks of ice. So coolers have limited efficiency, so where you store your cooler is important. I used to cover my cooler with an old sleeping bag. I eventually upgraded and put my cooler inside a foam board insulation box that I built. 
During the hottest part of summer, finding a cool part of the house became much harder. So I dug a hole in a shady spot outside my back door and put my cooler in it. Then I used a piece of foam board insulation to cover the top. It was a bit of a pain because I had to pull the cooler out to drain and clean it, but it kept my food colder. Ultimately, I improved this design by building a concrete box underground with a gravel base. That was a lot easier and neater, and the concrete's thermal mass helped keep everything cooler longer. Before the invention of refrigerators, people used root cellars in cold rooms, and they are still the best place to store vegetables long term. I use my root cellar to store vegetables, eggs, cheese, and butter. Where I live, life without a fridge is much different in the summer than in the winter. When the temperature outside dropped in the fall, I kept my cooler outside. Once winter hit, there was an endless supply of ice to keep everything cold. All I had to do was set out a jug of water overnight. By morning, it was frozen and ready to pop in my cooler. While living without refrigeration, I also grew a large garden. For a few months of the year, many of the meals I cooked came directly from the garden. The easiest way to prevent fresh food from spoiling is to leave it on the vine as long as possible. I canned, pickled, and dried most of my garden surplus, so it never needed refrigeration. The root vegetables and cabbages went into the root cellar, and I canned the wild game my husband harvested. When I lived without a fridge, I purchased small quantities of fresh food and shopped more frequently. Perishable items like fresh meat won't last more than two or three days in a cooler, so I had to skip the bulk deals. It might seem pretty simple to grab a cooler and some ice and ditch the fridge, but I had to change my cooking habits too. Here's what I learned. Have you ever stood in the doorway of your fridge staring at the contents and wondering what to make for dinner? That doesn't work when you're living out of an ice chest. The few trips I had to make in and out of my cooler, the better. Since I was more conscious about what I purchased, I always knew what was in my cooler and planned my meals before I even opened the lid. I'll admit that leftovers can be pretty great, but how often do you store them in your fridge for a few days without touching them, only to throw them away later? Life without a fridge is easier when you aren't dealing with leftovers, so I rarely saved any unless they were going to be eaten for lunch the next day. Leftovers don't last as long in a cooler, so avoiding them by cooking smaller portions is safer. There are a lot of foods that don't require refrigeration. Grains, rice, beans, and pasta are excellent food choices whether you have a fridge or not. And when you only cook enough for one or two meals, you never need to worry about keeping them cold. Canned food is another great choice. When I lived without a fridge, I canned entire meals like quart jars of stews and soups, which made cooking much easier. Foods like canned chili or tuna can sit on your shelf for years, but frozen meals have a much shorter shelf life. When it comes to vegetables, some foods are easier to keep without a fridge. Storing lettuce is harder in a cooler, but other green vegetables like squash and broccoli keep well in a cooler or root cellar. While some people see a fridge as an absolute necessity, it isn't. Since it's possible to live without one, it's a convenience and not everyone is in a position to have a fridge. Even though running a fridge is pretty cheap and makes life a lot easier, there are some advantages to not having one. First, you become more conscious of your food choices. Living out of your cooler with limited storage capacity changes everything from how you shop to how you cook. Since we waste about 40% of our food in the U.S., it's good to be more conscious about what you buy and eat. Second, eating healthier is easier since you have to prepare more food from scratch. 
For example, you don't have the temptation of popping frozen tater tots in the oven, so you're more likely to eat a baked potato. Life without a fridge forced me to be creative with my food choices, and I learned a lot about food storage solutions. It was a challenge to live without one, and the time I spent without a fridge made me appreciate the convenience of refrigeration even more. I've lived without a fridge a few times in my life, and one of the things I miss the most is ice cubes, especially for cool drinks in the summer. However, just like everything else to do with the fridge, they are convenient, not necessary. There are many reasons why someone would have to live without a fridge, and you never know what the future holds. If you ever find yourself in a spot where you don't have the convenience of a refrigerator, use an icebox and stock up on non-perishables, and it won't be as hard as you think. All right, I think this was an excellent article. Again, not necessarily because I want to go without a refrigerator. And so nowadays, you can buy some that are very energy efficient. So the one that I have in my kitchen right now, um, you know, if I was to run uh, on an inverter, it would it would take a, a bigger inverter. And I do have an inverter that would run that. And I've talked about that on the podcast before. But they make them now where you can run them on solar. So the freezer that I have in my garage, I can run that off of my my battery power. And so I can hook up the, you know, the, the Jackery or I can hook up another battery bank that I have and it will run off of that uh, really well for, for a while. So, um, you know, when you're doing that, you want to make sure that things stay frozen. You can charge it back up again and then bring it back out. And then so you're not keeping it on. It doesn't what I'm trying to say. It doesn't need to stay connected to the power all the time. Right. You can you can continue to charge it up. But so you you have this idea of we don't want to go without a refrigerator. And again, I think it would be easy to, uh, you know, to have those and empower them with solar. But if you ever had to, or you were living off grid and you had, you know, you were trying to get, you know, everything straight and you were, maybe you were living out of a tent. And I know that there's people that do that. There's plenty of YouTube channels where they go out and they're, they're living in a tent and they're building their home and they're doing all that kind of stuff. And, and they're, you know, they're documenting as they go along or you're living in a van or RV, you know, or we're in a blackout or you go camping on an extended time. So I think, you know, all those lessons that are in this, uh, in this article, I think can, can apply. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about uh, just some, some additional things that I kind of thought of that, you know, we can, we can talk about um, nowadays. So the last time I bought a cooler and it's been many, many years, I remember buying one and it was like, you know, ice will stay cold for three days, right? 72 hours at this temperature. And I can't remember what the, what the temperature was. It was on the sticker. And of course I didn't take a picture of it or whatever, but I used that one to go to the country with my dad and we, you know, we, we, filled it up with ice. We did the whole deal. And I was very shocked because there's, you know, it was sitting under a tree, you know, so it had some shade, but we had ice. Even when we were leaving, we had ice. So it's, that's pretty crazy. But nowadays they have some that are even better. And so I was looking for some and I found some, uh, I found an article over at outdoorgearlab.com about the, I think it's entitled the nine best coolers of 2023. And I just was looking at these and I was, they have a, uh, I guess, you know, a little graphic here with five of them at the top. So the one that was the, check this out. I mean, the one that had the most days, so it would, the shelf life of food measured days below 40 degrees Fahrenheit was eight days. That's crazy. And that was by the Cabela or with the Cabela Polar Cap 80. 
So they rated it five stars here. You know, there was a, a lot of stuff uh, that they, you know, they talk about. And you can go check that this article out or search for it. It's not hard to find. Uh, I went over to Cabela's to look that that one up because it's three hundred and fifty dollars, and it had four stars out of five. A lot of people weren't happy about how big it was, and I'm like, okay, dude, if you're, it's not like you're moving this around all the time. And so, yeah, I mean, you you want something to keep food cold for eight days. Yeah, you want it to be big and you want it to, to be able to, to have a whole lot of storage space. This one is 68 quarts and is 35 pounds, right? 34.9 pounds. The other thing is that people said was sometimes the the plug leaked, but other other people gave it like raving reviews. It's like they were just shocked by how cold everything you know, stayed in the, in the ice and all that kind of stuff. The next one up, I guess, would be 6.5 days, and there's two of them. There's the Yeti Tundra 65, which they don't have a price on that one because I'm assuming it's way crazy, uh, the price on that one. But then the other one is the Orca 58 quart, and it's 6.5 days. It's um, 56 quarts, right? So you're you're dropping a whole 12 quarts there, and it's $374 on Amazon. So it's more than the Cabela one. Um, the next one, I guess the one that's the most reasonable are, is the RTIC. It's $219 on Amazon right now. Amazon had five stars and that will keep for six days and it's 50 quarts. So I don't know, that might be the best buy there. I mean, here on this article, it's listed as the best buy, but uh, I don't know. There's a, I think there's an RTIC distributor real kind of, you know, real close to me. So I might see if, uh, what they have there, if you can get a better price, if you go to like a warehouse or a distributor or whatever. But anyway, so nowadays with the way they're being built, they last a whole lot longer. So it might be that if you're, you know, a person that maybe you're dealing with blackouts or you're concerned about, uh, you know, the power going off or the grid or whatever, it might be that you have one of these, uh, you know, these, going for you. Um, really nice one for like $300, $200. You can have a really nice one that would keep things cold for uh, a whole lot longer. And then if you do some of the things that they talked about in this article, you know, like you dig down into, into the ground and you use some foam board and all that stuff, you might even be able to have ice last longer. And then there are ice makers that you can run, um, with, you know, off of solar and things like that. So I don't know if that's something that you would want to maybe you know, kind of keep eventually all the things that would be in a refrigerator would uh, eventually run out. And so you wouldn't need uh, if, if it was like a long-term situation. Um, she talked about in this article, it was a woman who wrote this one about freezing water in milk jugs. But one of the other things that you can do that she did not talk about was adding salt to your water, because what that does is it lowers the freezing point and it causes the ice to to last longer. So it'll go down to um, a, a lot lower temperature, right? The freezing point. And so I couldn't find uh, a good measurement. I think I think I, I found this one, and I'm not sure uh, if this was if this is the right amount. But four tablespoons of salt in a two liter bottle. So a lot of people were talking about like making ice cream at home and different things like that. And you know, of course, you use salt. But anyway, that might be something you might want to try is, you know, get four tablespoons of salt, put it in a two liter bottle, you know, leave a little space for it to, to expand, put some water in there, shake it up really good, put it in a freezer 
and you know take it out after it freezes and you know see see how long it lasts compared to a two liter. So that might be something that you might want to do. You might want to, if you don't have a freezer that is completely full, you might want to do that anyway to kind of take up space because that's another thing in the cooler. You want to take up all the space. So it's just not, um, you know, I guess the more mass that you have in there, the the better it will stay cold. Um, you can use gel-based ice packs. I know that I do that. Uh, when I uh, go to work, I have a, a, a pretty big lunch kit, <laughs> I guess. Like I, if I was a construction worker or something and I'm able to put an ice pack in there and it's pretty crazy how cold it stays. It's still frozen when I get home. And of course, I'm you know in a building and I'm not outside where the sun is, is blasting or whatever, but it still stays, it stays pretty cold. So you can do that. And if you have a lot of those, those might be able to conform to uh, food better if you were in a in a cooler right another suggestion i found was load the cooler vertically with the coldest items like meats on the bottom and less perishable items on top and she did talk about that you know it's like hey um i want to have the meat and those things milk closest to the ice to keep them colder and you have the other things up on top of course you want to keep from opening the uh, your cooler um, you know, keep opening it up. You know, that's one of the things when we went to the country with the kids is like, they would always open it up and just kind of stare in there. I'm like, dude, you got to open it up and know what you want. You know, if you're, if you're grabbing a drink, open it up, grab your drink and get out. So we want to keep the ice cold and it did stay cold, but you know, that's one of the things that she talked about was meal prep. So she knew what she had and she knew that when she opened that cooler, she can grab what she needed and, and kind of go. How many times do we go to our refrigerators and open it up and just kind of, you know, looking in there and she alluded to that as well, but uh, we do that very, very often. And then one of the things, and I've seen this before, like in a, in a video is keeping a rack uh, or keep trays, you know, inside so that you have food that's not sitting on uh, you know, in water, it, eventually the ice will melt, and then you have you know your your food items that will sit in water, and if they're not completely sealed, you know they're going to get waterlogged and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then she talked about wrapping up, uh, you know, in a sleeping bag. And so if you were going camping and you needed something really quick, you had an old sleeping bag, you can wrap your cooler up in a sleeping bag. It might keep it a little colder there. So again, some some pros to not having a refrigerator is uh, you know the, message, the methods that were suggested can effectively preserve food short-term without electricity. And she talked about root cellars. And I remember if you've ever read Michael Bunker's Off Off Grid, when making your shelter, if you were going to go off grid, making, make, making your shelter, the first thing that he recommends is making a root cellar. So make a root cellar. You, can, uh, you have your, your items where you can keep cold and you can get out of the heat when you need to. I remember Michael sharing some pictures of the heat in central Texas and he would be in his, uh, in his, in his root cellar, right? With a little bit of a fan and the temperatures are a lot cooler in that root cellar. So definitely, you know, build your root cellar, have that root cellar. You can do that and, uh, you know, keep things a, a little bit cooler there. So that's one of the, one of the pros there. The tips, uh, also could be helpful for saving money. If you, you know, if you're, trying to save money. If you're trying to be conscientious of what you're eating, um, you could do that. If you wanted to uh, eat healthier, she talked about that, uh, living off the grid, uh, or dealing with emergencies. You can easily, you can easily adapt these things, right? And it helps with waste reduction. And 
maybe even creativity, you know, being creative and stuff like that. Imagine, imagine if you had to do that all the time, you know, it, it's just another thing that you have to think about, but she, she talk, she said that she didn't have electricity. So, you know, you're going to bed a lot earlier, you're living with a lantern or candles and, or lights that you're charging or you know, batteries and all that kind of stuff. And so you just had to be more creative about the way that you live. And so I think sometimes we've lost that in our modern day society because everything is just so easy. But again, some of the cons is that most households have refrigerators and it's a convenience. And like I said, at the very beginning of this episode, like people wouldn't know what to do. Like, how would they live, you know, with, without having a refrigerator, what would they do? Uh, and then you always have the possibility of having medical needs, right? Or, or, you know, where something, medicine needs to be refrigerated or you have infants or you have a schedule that's so busy that you can't, you, you can't live with, you know, you, when am I going to go get ice? When am I going to go shopping? You, she talked about going to the store more often, you know, and, and who wants to do that if they don't have to. And then, uh, if you live in a really hot environment and those of you who live up North would probably be a lot easier for you to do something like this, but you know, here in, in, in Texas and down here in the South in Houston, where we've been, I think we're like 60 something days, I think without measurable rain, and uh, at least it, I know where I'm at and it's been raining all around me and we were supposed to have thunderstorms. Even, even the, the school district sent out a, like an emergency management email. It's like, Hey, be careful Friday night it, when you're at a, you know, games or whatever, it, you know, you, we might have thunderstorms. So be paying attention. We might have to cancel games and like some uh, people around me got, got rain, but we never got rain. So my father was like, Todd, it's something about your neighborhood. <laughs> Something, something's causing the rain to like go around it or whatever. But that's the thing. It's like super, super hot. And, uh, you know, it, it, it'd be very challenging to keep an igloo full of, full of ice. And if we had to live that way, and then there's always that, that food risk, right? It's like, okay, this, this went above the, the temperature where it's safe and, and maybe, you know, it started to, to go bad and you want to just be careful with all that kind of stuff. So let's go ahead and close this out. Just five takeaways here, you know, that we can, we can take with us. An ice chest with frozen water jugs can effectively substitute for a refrigerator for a short-term cold food, food storage. Uh, draining melted water is crucial for efficiency. And then also think about adding salt to your, uh, to your water there. Another takeaway is root cellars and cold rooms are time-tested. People have been doing that for many, many years, and you can keep a lot of things there. Uh, you might have to adjust your shopping habits if you're doing something along this line, you know, living without a refrigerator and you might have to, uh, keep your quantities of perishable items uh, a lot smaller. You might need to go to the grocery store a lot more often and plan your meals out. Um, you definitely, you're going to want to rely on canned goods, dry goods, pickling, drying, uh, you know, food preservation techniques, all the things that we talk about. And as we know, but uh, those would be even those would come e- into play even a lot more if if you're in this situation, and li- and then living without f- a fridge increases your conscientiousness about food, the sourcing it, the storage, waste, and, and preparation. So uh, again, it can inspire that creativity in you. So again, guys, like always, I'm going to go link to this article uh, over at askaprepper.com. Um, like I said, the title is I lived without a fridge for five years. Um, some good stuff here to kind of consider and to think about maybe just the next time you go camping. 
Well, everyone, that is it for episode 797. If you found this episode valuable, I would appreciate a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you haven't subscribed, make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.